<laughs> I have no idea like how you would even do that. Like in your computer world. <laughs> I don't understand. But I'm well, happy it works. For the listeners at home. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we're on. <laughs> I will have you all know that I'm a genius and this audio is coming from Mind and Brand's microphones, but my sister on Skype is hearing it from the internal microphone on my laptop, and we are only hearing her through GarageBand, so nothing is doubled up. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm representing you, a.k.a. Utica. What up? <laughs> yeah, that's my sister, Teresa. I'm Sean. You I'm... call me Mama T. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Brent. Um, yeah, Teresa, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy that you guys are allowing me to be on your podcast today. I seriously adore your podcast. You guys oh take God. things that give me extreme anxiety and reflect how I feel, but also make me laugh. So I'm really happy to be here. I'm going to cry. I know. <laughs> it's so sweet. I didn't know anyone actually listened to us like every week, but she does. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, but also, you're very, very smart, both of you, and um, really, the way that you articulate, the way things, the way you feel, and the way things are going is so relatable, and I just, I'm very proud of you both. Oh, I, good. We're not trying as hard as you make it sound like we're trying. That's awesome. <laughs> that's what makes so brilliant, is that you don't have to try that hard, so that's great. <laughs> true uh, hashtag not trying so hard yeah uh well Teresa, um i guess this is the first time people are hearing from you all across the world <laughs> <laughs> i'm very nervous my palms are sweaty my butt sweats i have swamp ass there's vomit good. on your sweater already mom's spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> i'm a bad man my goddamn motherfucker you gotta like me okay <laughs> oh dear um okay so I feel like a good way to get to know people for this podcast purpose is um, your election night story. How how did you feel when you first realized, and how did you first realize that this was happening? Oh, my God. Well, I remember, I, I speak in metaphors, so I'm explaining it like this. If you ever watched Looney Tunes growing up, and you <laughs> saw a thermometer rapidly in red, raised to the point where it burst out the top of the glass. That's how it was. I was so fucking angry. I blew my lid. I had steam coming out of my ears. <laughs> oh and my I God. so this and I just I, I I honestly couldn't believe it. You know, and maybe I was lying to myself for so long that this couldn't be a possibility because <laughs> it was so... All were, honey. <laughs> like, I, I, I thought... I was so anxious about it. I was like, yeah. I, I was in denial like that this could even be a possibility. And even then, even when he won, I thought, okay, I'm going to try and accept this and see what he does because maybe, you know, <laughs> and maybe we'll see. And then we had the first two days and I was like I want to kill myself <laughs> yeah yeah I'm happy that we're all still alive and we survived we have survived thus far <laughs> yeah uh, yeah next month or so maybe yeah yeah <laughs> we still got four years <laughs> less than less than four years yeah I mean, <laughs> I'm count every minute of time that passes, I'm like, that's so one minute. Sign you say that, Brent, and it gives me hope. Yeah, there's yeah. one less minute. We got a Google 
Google search alert on impeachment. <laughs> so I'm nice. Like, I don't really, but oh, that's how I feel that I would have. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. How are you, Brent? How how's this week for you? Um, this week was good. We uh, again, I think I focus on the good news a lot more than the negative news, but um, there were some good things that happened that were kind of cool to see, and I learned a lot about the government. That was fun. I'm learning more about the government learning every fucking day. Every day I'm like, we can do that? Oh, we can't do that. Okay, this makes sense. Like, back and forth. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm good. Excited to see what uh, Lady Gaga is going to do at <laughs> El Superbolo. <laughs> I'm assuming she's going to come out covered in blood and then, like, have Trump's head on a spit. But yeah. maybe not. She's going to be America's distraction. <laughs> yeah. Um, or or maybe she does nothing but bring about hope because that's kind of what Lady Gaga does, right? Like as far as she what she's done for the gay community is, is she's always brought about a lot of hope for us. That's so, true. She's gonna say something super positive and like, right? I love and you I all. think that's what she knows what America needs right now because she's beautiful and brilliant. And who knows? I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna do that. Teresa really grounds us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what she's saying. Oh, that's very seasoned. She's not going to talk about Trump. That's what she said. But she'll be like about love and shit. Love and shit. Love and shit. (laughs) We all do it. That's the sixth album from Lady Gaga. Love (laughs) Love and and shit. shit. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. I don't know. Was that... Oh, am I out of line? That bad? What? Oh. You said we all do it. We all love and shit. I'm saying people will buy Asperger's, though. They don't love... Oh, Donald Trump probably has Asperger's. Hashtag. Oh, no. That reminds me. We should not say that kind of thing because... <laughs> <laughs> I because know. people that I actually know, have thinking. disabilities um, being, aren't Hitler. Back. <laughs> but um, I feel you. That's how I feel, too. So... God, what was I going to talk about? Um, but me, see, I'm, I'm, he's got some devil. He's got some devil inside of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah what, what were you going to talk about? I don't know. What the fuck? Okay. This week. This week. The most immediate thing that happened, I think last night was their appeal didn't go through. So there's, they still just totally got rid of his executive order on travel bans. Well, they, so... I think it's clear that the White House is going to try to do some more stuff to make it happen because what I heard was, first of all, that the the repeal of the ban was temporary and then this appeal was like the first thing they could do, the administration. And now I guess what we're waiting on is the two lawsuits that are in place right now against the travel ban. Uh, they have to make a statement and that's due at some time like today or tomorrow, and then tomorrow the administration gets to make a response, or the, the Justice Department gets to make a response yeah. to that. So those might show us a little bit more about where this is going to go or if it is just over. Yeah, so so far Wait, it's... Hmm? There's actually a process? Oh, my God. I know. Yes, that's what I learned. I was, like, waiting for, like, the checks and balances, and all of a sudden it was, like, checks, balanced. It's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you think like it's gonna happen and you're like wait can the president really just do all this shit and then you're like oh my god and then you're like oh wait there's a judge and there's another judge and then judges okay that makes sense 
Yeah. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. it happened. So that's cool. Yeah, Thank you, that. Bush appointee judge. See, President Bush is a, is his, he's the one like thread that's holding his country together right now. <laughs> Everyone is like, oh, I miss Bush. And oh, this judge that he appointed did such a good thing. And his cute little uh, inauguration day foibles with the poncho. Yeah. Hilarity. Bush was like, isn't it fucked up how the president's allowed to just go to war? And now it's like, isn't it fucked up how... The president's not allowed to do any of this, but he's doing it anyway. It's much more scary. Yes. I kind of feel like Trump is like that evil stepdad that comes in. Like when you already had a really shitty dad and you're like, yay, mommy's marrying a nice new man. And then you're like, fuck, I want my abusive father to come back. Ah!" Yeah. Yeah. That's a great metaphor. You do speak in metaphors and they're all spot on. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, they're both shit, but one's, um, choking you to death, and one's just like on your foot, stepping on your toes right. a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good. That's also a good metaphor. <laughs> the Thomases. Ooh. Now I like to think of his dad, and now I want to talk about our daddy issues, Sean. Uh, maybe we should move on. <laughs> yeah, we we don't need to. That's a different that. podcast. That's that's <laughs> I'm just, just um, the podcast from my therapist's office. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> healing with Sean and Teresa. Here's what my therapist always says. They are who they are. Oh, thanks. Here's $140. (laughs) (laughs) That's so not helpful. Oh, my God. Okay. That's pretty much what CNN is telling America, or what they were telling America right after the election. Well, you know, this is what America wants. He just is who he is. This is not what most of America (laughs) wants at all. That's the thing. I'm tired of that argument. Like, it doesn't doesn't make sense. Yes. The Electoral College system enabled this to happen, but the majority of voting Americans and the majority of Americans, by any measure, do not want this. Yeah. The only measure was Electoral College, and that does not represent the will of the people. It represents... Don't get me started yeah. on the Electoral College again. So that argument is just like, ugh. Not going there because that all needs to be changed. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday. Like, like I've <laughs> said... All the white people in America. I mean, me excluded because I'm gay, so that I shouldn't go. But can we get rid of all the other like white straight people? That I think that would improve America. <laughs> the breeders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> surviving President Trump a- brought oh, to you babe. by genocide. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What? Nothing. Sorry. I'm speaking out of turn. No, you're not. <laughs> it's just hard because <laughs> it's it's um, not loud. I guess on this end, so it's hard to hear you. Okay, sorry. No, <laughs> it's fine. Um, what other? What? What actually did new things happen this week, or was it just like <laughs> dealing with what happened? Did the Betsy DeVos thing happen? Oh yeah, two senators decided Republican to two Republican senators, women, yeah, senators decided to vote no Very on important her. Important to <laughs> say <Yeah>. that. <laughs> One's from Alaska, though, like. You have, it's weird that... It counts. That doesn't count. <laughs> Be like, the Hawaii and Alaskan senators will save us. Um, However, the bad news is, if it's a tie, Mike Pence gets to vote. Because yeah. he's the speaker, of, or the, whatever it is, the vice president is the lead of the house, so he gets to decide when it comes to a tie. So they really, we really, really do need to swing one more Republican... Um, congressperson to the light side and everything will work out. But if we don't do that, 
Mike Pence is the decider. Yeah, I feel like me and Brent have okay. no skin in this game, but Teresa has kids. What do you, yeah. <laughs> do you have feelings about this? Well, I feel like we should all just pretend to be Republicans, kind of like Trump did, and then um, <laughs> just do what we can to monopolize the government. I think that would be a really good idea. So I'm going to raise my kids to believe the Republican, even though they're not, and then have them run for Congress. And then hopefully 20 years from now, things will be a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get in on the inside. She's going deep. She's going way deep. No, but um, <laughs> do you, have you read anything about Betsy DeVos and her, like, her, um, she's going to be the Secretary of Education? And she no, I'm, I'm completely in denial. Like, let me tell you where I'm coming from as far as my children's education. So I have a 10, 7, and 4-year-old, okay? They all go to a Blue Ribbon school, which means they're really good schools, okay? And I pay a fuck ton of money to live in this neighborhood, which is a shithole, by the way, just so my kids can go to these schools because it's so segregated, still the school system, and it's based on taxes. So I technically, I live in what's called Shelby Township, and there are people who make, all of them, six figures. But in my neighborhood, we're all 30,000, 40,000 year middle class, barely middle class people. But I have to pay for a little tiny box for my kids to live in way more than I can afford just for my kids to go to that school. And I tell you what, I'll do it because they deserve it. Because most of those kids out of those schools go to University of Michigan or they go to state mm. and they go to really good colleges. But if I were to go out and live in Warren, where I could actually afford to live, yeah. my kids would end up doing nothing. And they're brilliant, and they deserve better. So it's kind of really already really imbalanced as it is. But Betsy DeVos wants to make everything super public school, like private school. My brilliant children wouldn't have a chance in hell of doing anything with their lives. And it would just increase the uh, lower class, the, the poor in this country. And I think that's what they want because – yeah. If you keep people really ignorant and uneducated, like they were when I was in Texas, um, <laughs> they vote Republican because they believe the, they believe the lies. They they believe the cool they drink the Kool Aid, and really smart, educated people don't. So, um, based on my experience between having my children both in schools in Texas and in Michigan, like I can see that that's where this whole country is trying to go is like, let's keep people ignorant. So they keep voting for us. Yeah, for sure. That's why I don't understand how it blows my mind that it's still like 50, 50, like half the country is still that stupid that they, they fall for all this shit. Um, and that's why we lost because most people I feel that are like educated and like no shit. Well, it's, are oblivious and they think, well, everyone's basically good, but... But it's not just education, it's, I mean, socioeconomic, I mean, when you look at the numbers, the 50%, for the most part, live in these rural or, like, near rural areas, and what is that? I mean, I feel like that implies shit's not going so great there. But at the same time, <laughs> there was a, a poll thing where the average Trump voter had a higher income than the average Clinton voter. Yeah. Cause they're white and they're men. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're white men. So it's like <laughs> they're rural and they're poor. It's like, there's these competing narratives where like, but you also consider like there have not been tax laws and laws that have 
helped improve the life of people who are still living agricultural and mediocre lives, you know? So these people haven't been able to advance themselves. So as far as someone who grew up in the farming industry, for example, they haven't had things in their favor for the past 50, 60, 70, 80 years. So they're still feeling and thinking the same way because nothing has been in their favor. And don't you think it's a little manipulative that that is happening because that keeps them voting Republican, even though it's nothing good for them? Absolutely. It's it's horrendous that. I mean, I it was kind of a culture shock for me. I totally, I knew, because I grew up in, like, a rural area, but when I went home months into the the, the um, campaign this last year, um, I was not expecting the amount of, like, Trump signs that I saw. I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God, it's still, like, I thought Trump, I thought, oh, this is different than Bush. Like, Bush made sense. Like, that made total sense when all those signs were out. Um even like McCain, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But then this happened, and I was like, God damn it, <laughs> it's still the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and Colin made fun of that. The, all those signs, we would just say Trump pants, just in that <laughs> voice every time we saw one. And immediately after the election, we stopped doing that because <laughs> we were like, oh, okay. I feel like I live in a all white town, really. You know. And we're all, everyone here is struggling. I mean, I don't live in a very nice neighborhood. It's very lower middle class. And there were Trump signs everywhere. And I was just kind of like shocked. Like, how could you possibly support someone like this when you're hurting so much? He's a fucking billionaire. Like, what? so then I look at my father, our father, Sean. Yeah. (laughs) Who are not in heaven, who will go to hell. And... (laughs) I just don't understand, like, how someone... It's the dream. They're so fucking delusional that they're going to be rich like him. Oh, if we let him, he'll make us rich. Like, no, bitch. Like, yeah. that's not what he wants to do. There's this um, there's this piece about uh, the county we grew up in and the county that you still live in, Teresa. Um, what is it? Min- it's not Monroe. What county is that? Macomb? Macomb. I live in Macomb, yeah. yeah. Macomb County is, like, this fair weather county, apparently. Um, what does that mean? That means it'll like go back and forth between Republican and Democrat, and like when the Republican wins it, it's like a sign that like they got the like working class vote or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time Trump got it, and it was part of the argument. There was multiple, but like part of it was basically like a personality thing where Trump was like he was rich, but he was like not the middle manager. He was like the millionaire that you look up to like all the stupid. <laughs> he doesn't talk like what you think a millionaire should talk. Like he talks like a ignorant idiot. uncle, like your drunk uncle. Like he talks a little like, yeah, you're right. But that's not what it was saying. Sales, it was... <laughs> car salesman guy. Yeah. No, but that's the thing, And that's why people voted for Bush. Right. Cause he was like every them. guy that everyone could relate to. And that's not what we need in office. We don't, we don't need to relate to the person who is running our fucking country. Yeah. I want a fucking nerd. I want a nerd. I want a goddamn nerd. But the interesting argument they were making in the article is more economic. It was like Hillary was more like your direct manager that you hate. That's like pantsuit, yeah. like just um, a nerd. She's a fucking woman telling me what to fucking do. Right. She's kind of like telling you what to do. Fuck her. And then Trump is like well, I'm going to be that rich one day. I'm going to be him. You know, like every middle America man 
like loves millionaires. Like they think like, well, you know, and I have to say as someone who's been very poor, um, I've had to be on government assistance several times. I've been through mm-hmm. some really hard times. I could, you know, I see how Obama helped my family. Yeah. And I could see how people who weren't as lower class as me can be like, well, he didn't do anything for me because they're still struggling. And I know America wants a big change. The problem is overall our government system, not just Trump, mm-hmm. not just our education system. The problem is everybody wants something different and we're not getting it because the government is the government and we're going to do things the way that we do things here. And it doesn't work for this country anymore. Yeah. yeah it doesn't work when, I, I mean, I was grateful for the conversation had at the democratic debates. Yes. Sure. They missed the mark and not, they didn't really talk to the working class or, you know, low income rural Americans. And that was their downfall. But I was, I learned a lot about, um, wow, there is a lot of money being fed into Washington from all these like vested interests and like all these companies and corporations. Like I didn't realize how influential that was. Like I always knew like, Oh yeah, lobbyists and Oh money, you know, buys votes. But I didn't really understand until Father Bernie taught us the, <laughs> showed us the light. Um, sorry, I say that in jest. I was not a big Bernie fan. But I mean, he's, whatever, he's right. I mean, I never thought, oh, Bernie's lying. I just thought, uh, he's not going to make a great president. I still, I still stand by that. <laughs> yeah. But he is a smart man and he has a lot of shit. Yeah, I, so the, the system is definitely an issue we talked about gerrymandering and how that's going to be like it's going through the courts right now and a lot of it might change soon so that the districts get like redrawn and there's less um swaying to the republican side even when they get less votes but i feel like there's a people are like waking up a little yeah. bit <laughs> Teresa, do you i mean where where you're at <laughs> so far away from here <laughs> yeah do you sense that? Do you feel like coworkers, friends, family members are kind of like, oh, like this is different. Like things are. I, I want to. I don't know. Did you, they feel, you feel like they're waking up? Yeah, I, I feel like everyone is really appalled by the way things are run in this country because I don't think that anyone was really aware by how things worked until now, which is good. It's a good thing. And if you really look back in the history of our country. Um, the only time change ever happened was when the people spoke out and protested. And that is what made change. The president has never made a change. It's always been us. But we're all so busy. Everyone has to work two jobs just to make it. I mean, a majority of America, we don't have time. We have kids. We have families. We're paying out of our ass for daycare. We don't have time to do it. We just want someone to take care of us. And that's communism. So (laughs) it's, (laughs) so it's, it's hard. You know, I I feel like everyone's just exhausted. Yeah, they are. I, um, that's, I mean, sometimes I think that's part of the Republican strategy is like make them even poorer and even busier so that they can't protest and think, and then we can take advantage of them more and make our friends richer. Yeah. It's evil. Everything's evil. (laughs) Let's, let's think about how really our government is the media. So we have big business that controls the media and the media controls our government process. So other than people in the media, who has any control? 
yeah, large I mean, groups of people, <laughs> I guess, is the only, right? Like, that's what that's what it's come to. And that's kind of, I mean, for me, that's the biggest, uh, the thing I look forward to most is, oh, what's the next, like, what's the next big protest going to be about? And like, oh, cool. Like, there's millions of people out there that, like, feel so passionately about this. And they're they're out and they're speaking out and they're fucking sick of it. And I haven't really joined up with any of that yet, but I'm excited to. When I can find well, let's the time. Well, you guys think about the women's protest? Yeah. I mean, everyone had these opinions. What would you guys think? Oh, it was good. I liked, I mean, it was just like a everyone in the world is fucking pissed march, which was great. And there's even more, like, actual organizing happening around that now. So yeah. I have no bad feels about it. Yeah, I mean, my only, I think, in a way, even the women's march woke up even more people because there was a lot, I saw a lot of, like, there were some... Um, like indigenous Americans that felt like they, that the white women were like gawking at them or like, I don't know, like they weren't fully included or understood, but like, that makes sense to me. Like the uh, us whites don't get it. And that's, we're headed there. And this March was a great, amazing, unprecedented event. But I feel like the fact that like, you know, white certain groups of people felt like not included, like that makes sense to me. Like, I don't think that happens overnight. And the best thing we can do is listen to them share that experience. I don't feel like the women's March was just about women though. I feel yeah. like it really was about every person who felt like they couldn't be included aside from white men. I feel like the women's March's point was, Hey, we're all different and we are not going to be discriminated against. But the media chose to focus on the fact that it was just women and just white women because, well, they have an investment in our government, right? And I hated that. You know, even my own girlfriend, who is a white lesbian, yeah. sat there and said, why are all these bitches out there whining? And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? You're a fucking gay woman. Like, just because you hang out with rich white men and they pay you tips as a bartender doesn't mean that you're <laughs> not discriminated against, ho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone, there was that narrative, like, on Fox News that was just like so ignorant <laughs> just like i just that kind of shit i can't believe anyone honestly believes the shit they're saying on that channel i yep. I, I don't understand it's well, just so bad i i guess i feel like women are the nurturers of america We're, women are natural nurturing people and we love right even if we're not mothers we're nurturing by nature okay and it's our instinct. And so we love everyone and we want everyone to be okay. And maybe I, I can't speak for all women, but I feel like that's what the march was about was like, hey, we love humanity and humanity has to come first and not war and not having rights taken away to reach an agenda. And that's how I took it. And I actually have this little old Jewish lady who drives me to and from work every day. And she's 78 years old, super Jew, like super racist. But when I explained that to her, and she listens to Fox News, I'm talking like 24 hours a day. Yeah. She was like, what? You're right. That is a beautiful thing. And I go, yeah, it is. Anytime you can get a huge group of people to fight for what's right is a beautiful thing. And she, I changed her mind. And it's like, if we could go out there and have some sort of medium where we could encourage people to love and know what we're really fighting for and not just be like little bitches... We'll be fine. 
I think there's a gulf between, to go off of that, kind of the, the like, mainstream left attitude and, like, right attitude. Because, like, for example, we lost the election, and immediately after that, we're like, oh, well, there must be some legitimate reasons that yeah. we lost, and we better listen to them. Yeah. And then... <laughs> A few months later, at the day after the inauguration, over three million people march in America, the largest single-day march in American history, and the rhetoric on the right is like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck you guys. Um, so, but I hate it. Because, because it's women, right? There's still that stigma against women. Well, I think, I, I mean, yeah, if it was, if it was a, exactly. So if it, so, oh my gosh, I like my thoughts are racing right now. If you think about a group of black people marching, think about a group of women marching, it, they get the same, either they're ignored or they're belittled by the right thugs or like emotional women, but you don't ever like, there aren't marches of all white men just marching the streets because they don't have anything to that's the kkk exactly (laughs) that's the only thing and i feel like no one's the conversation at large isn't why aren't they working to put food on the table well not just that but why would they have time to march well not even not even that (laughs) Teresa. i'm thinking like i i don't mean this like negatively but what the fuck do white men have to march (laughs) fucking against that's what they're thinking you know what i mean that's what they're thinking they're thinking like oh what, what's their problem? And it's like, okay, like, clearly the people that are coming out and saying, we hear you, we're listening, we won't stand for this, are the people that are, are, have something to say that's like, I, hear me, listen to me, I don't feel like you're listening to me. And it's that's what they did on like election day. Sorry, what? The people who march are the people who feel like they have something to lose. White men yeah. don't feel like they have anything to lose. Exactly. Yeah, I hate that. Anything where someone tries to do this thought experiment, well, on the flip side, why don't white men do this? Well, because that's not a culture. That's not a thing. Right. You're not, that's just your skin tone. If we have Polish festivals, we have um, like Irish festivals, but white is just a skin tone. If you're proud of your skin tone, you want to march about it. That's racism. That's not. Yeah. There's no, you're not celebrating anything but your skin. Like, what the fuck is that? Racism. Right, right. versus marching, like, you know, if, if you feel like you're being subjugated against because of something. And it's a, <laughs> at this point, I feel like we can't argue, like, oh, is it really that bad for, like, people of color? And it's like, yes, it is. Like, we've proven that time and time again. I'm tired of the, well, it's not that bad. Or, Bleh. it's like, no, it's bad. It's always been bad. And, it's not even for you to decide. Like, I just know. listen to people. I know. <laughs> like, you... I share a personal experience just as being a woman. Yeah, um, Okay, well, Sean, you and I, we both are people who graduated from college, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you graduate from college. We're both very smart people. Uh, I would argue that you're actually smarter than me. But, <laughs> you know, you got right out of college and got a job making just as much money as me after I had been in the, in the working field for 10 years. In the same company. And I was a supervisor and you were on the phones. I mean, you can see that there's a huge discrimination there. And then there's my ex-husband who barely graduated high school and got a supervisor position and makes more money than me. 
but he's a white male. And I've also been denied full-time positions because I have three children and I'm a single mom. So, because they want the man to take care of me, the company doesn't want to take care of me. That's too real. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that's something that, I mean, it's probably not wholly unique to our generation, but I feel like our generation is also having an awakening of sorts. Um, I'm reminded there's this town hall that Nancy Pelosi was part of on CNN and like this kid, he's, I don't know if he was in college or was a college grad, but they asked him not to ask this question. They asked him to ask a softer question of her. But his question that he, and he said, well, they told me to do this, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to ask a question I wanted to, was Nancy Pelosi. Do you, like, do you recognize that a majority of, like, young Americans, 18 to 24, 18 to 34, whatever it was, um, are open to kind of more of a communistic or a socialist society? Like, we've seen that capitalism isn't working for us. We are getting swindled by these big corporations, by our jobs, by our colleges like can you what do you, how, what do you have to say to that and Nancy Pelosi was basically just like well we're capitalists it's never going to change <laughs> yeah yeah and which is i remember that i remember that specifically yeah and i think that what you're saying too it's like we're learning like well we're damned if we do damned if we don't like i can go to college i can do everything right quote unquote and here's how my job's going to treat me here's how my government's going to treat me like what the fuck man yeah that's i think that's the democrat the democratic thing. They're like, they believe in capitalism. They can make it work if they can do all this regulation or whatever. But right. like the, the Republicans have the same thing. Like, well, if we get everything we want, the totally free market will take care of everything. That's totally not true. Um, but yeah, more socialism. Give me free healthcare. Give me uh, basic income is, for everyone. Give right, me everything. Yeah. And like these, I don't even consider, I mean, I know technically on paper, these are considered socialist, but like if government is supposed to serve the public, if government is supposed to help people, if government's supposed to make it easier to live and contribute to the world, mm-hmm. why aren't those things taken care of? All other industrial first world nations most of them do that. And I don't understand why we're so resistant to, we have this pride, like, oh, well, we're going to, we can do it better than the English or the Germans who we defeated in a war. Oh, like, that's so annoying. <laughs> it's like, get over yourself, America. We're not any better than anybody else. We might have more guns, but that's scary now. It's going to bite us in the ass. Yeah. If you were, Study, if you were to actually, and I've read some articles on this, if you were to actually study our government and the way our country functions, you would find that we are not a capitalist country. Yeah. And we're very elitist. And we use every, basically, the United States of America is a giant narcissist. <laughs> and we use everyone for our own benefit and threaten them if they won't benefit us. And if anyone tells us that we're not perfect, then we're going to tear you down and make you hate yourself. Right. And that's pretty much my ex-husband. But also how the United States <laughs> treats everybody else. Yeah. Um, anecdote. When I worked for a large corporation, the same one my sister used to work for, um, which I hated, and they were evil, and they took Brilliant. advantage of their employees, and it sucked. 
But um, we got healthcare benefits and like a decent wage. Like you could live off it. It was very middle class. Uh, and I got this insight into like how working people can hate working people. Because towards the end of Obama's term, he signed this order that you would be guaranteed time and a half yeah. for overtime. And it was going to start in December. I stopped working there before this went into effect. I don't know if it did go into effect, but it affected everyone that works there, like all the lower wage employees that worked there because you were in the like uh, salary requirement that would basically make more money because we also worked overtime all the time. And um, people were against it that worked there. <laughs> they were like, well, that's just going to put an undue burden on businesses. And I'm like, are you... <laughs> Are you a business? Are you kidding yeah. me? You don't you don't think we should get compensated fairly for the sixty hours a week that we spend in this hellhole? And that's the thing, Americans like not counting um, sweatshop workers, but like Americans on average work more than like anybody. Like we work more hours, <laughs> we work like every job imaginable, and as far as like industrialized Western world countries go, and. I think we're almost at our breaking point. Like the yeah. working class is like sick of it. Cause like you said, Teresa earlier, you know, no one's been paying attention to the plight of these people for many a year. And even if some of the Obama incentives benefited those people, it's still not enough. And that's, I mean, that's something I can say. I loved Obama. I think he was the greatest president I've ever, I've ever lived through um, so far, but he still, I mean, we're not perfect, and we didn't make as much progress as we could have for everybody. Um, but is... <laughs> it's still like I just don't. I don't. I don't get that. I feel like it should be. We should be making it easier for the people that work the most, and especially Two things, Brent. Like one, I work for a corporation now. It's a firm, right? It's a okay. lawyer firm, and I get salary. Mm-hmm. Okay, for every. 15 minutes, I work over 37 and a half hours. I don't get time and a half. I actually earn less than my hourly salary would, my hourly rate would be. Which is saying to me, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Nope. Trust me. So if I work more than three hours overtime, any more than that, I earn zero. Oh. into that like penalizing <laughs> you for doing that okay I refuse. so i just refuse i'm not putting in the extra time in addition to that the people that worked there before me were all hourly and they put in all the overtime and they were making the money they needed to survive based on the overtime then they bring in me and they and i'm you know salary and i'm taking away some of their tasks and they're earning less money because I'm taking over some of their jobs and they fucking hate me. And it's because of the tax breaks. So it all comes down to corporations, big business, the overall agenda of the business instead of people. And if you think about like, I don't know, when I grew up, I grew up where everyone's parents worked for the big three and they were there for life. Well, I can't even think of one job I've, I've been at where I've been there for more than two and a half years. Mm. Yeah. And then in addition to that, I lived in Texas for eight years where we never made more money than when we first started living there ever. And I met a teacher. I, I drive Uber. I have to get an Uber every day. And there's a teacher there and his brother is a teacher in Dallas. 
And for 15 in 15 years, his brother hasn't made more money at all. And he is making 50% more because they don't have income tax in Texas. So they can't make money off your income being higher. So why would they give you a raise? So it's just like, I mean, everything is different. Like our economy is set up so messed up and it really doesn't allow people to really get ahead because even if they were to increase my pay, the cost of living is going to go up. So no one's been able to move forward in this life. I feel like unless you come from a good, rich background. That's so true. Um, that corporation I was talking about <laughs> did that same thing where they refused to hire employees that would actually help, but they still went on this huge hiring spree for temporary interns so that they could say they hired the oh, however yeah. many hundred people they hired that year to get a tax break. But in my department, when I first started there, I worked there for like a year and a half. And when I first started there, um, it was reasonable. <laughs> Things were slow every once in a while, and we were recently, uh, we were decently staffed. And then by the end, like everything went totally downhill. We were totally understaffed. The slowest time of the year was back to back calls from the start to the end of your shift, and we were on a hiring freeze. But they were still hiring interns in sales <laughs> because sales made more money, and they could just throw someone in there to get that tax break. Right. And that's, I mean, that's, yeah, sure. More regulation would be great, but I would, I would love more regulation, you know, as a Democrat and as someone who believes that capitalism could work better. But at the same time, I feel like this is not the first time this has happened. This has happened time and time again, that these big companies are manipulating and, and not being true to the intent of the system. Yeah. And it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to be like, I'm hiring these interns and I'm going to count them for this tax break. It's so easy to like, I, I know some smaller businesses, not that I've ever worked for, but like friends, dads own X, Y, and Z and they'll buy like a big purchase at the end of the year so they can write it off or Mm -hmm. the businesses that need to spend X amount of money to like get the same amount of money the next year. Like they're on like an annual budget and they get money from the bigger organization like they have to spend x amount if they don't their budget for next year gets cut yeah like it's just like shit like that like it doesn't encourage any buddy to necessarily think bigger yeah you're so you're so tightly wound and you're so like well i gotta meet this quota and it's like well but could we could we care for our team like could we like do really great things with the people that we have, or are we just going to treat everyone like shit all the time? Yeah, that culture is almost impossible to find in capitalism America. Yeah. <laughs> like, at my job, they made it seem like it was all your fault. Like, yeah. you're not working hard enough, so you don't deserve a raise. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, what happened to taking the people who had the biggest talent and using them to make your your company great. Oh, it pissed me off. Instead of everything in the company. Now it's like, I want to tear you down as much as possible and tell you you're not okay so that you can benefit me still and that you'll work harder. Again, narcissistic society. Sorry. (laughs) And also any sort of business with like rigid hierarchy, like there's that fear of, oh my God, shit, this new guy is like super talented and he's going to like outrank me and I want to keep him down. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's not benefiting anybody either. Like, I guess, I don't know. What do you guys think? 
we've talked about we've covered a lot of ground here. <laughs> now we're talking about like capitalism. Overall. Yeah. So what do we do? I mean, how do we affect change? Do we? This I is mean, what I want. Yeah. I want a guaranteed basic income for, for everyone in America. <laughs> like just like a living income. wage. Yeah. <laughs> just like based on free what? money. <laughs> This is this is a thing. Stop it! You're 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 making yourself sound like a greedy, lazy liberal. Now stop that. Oh my god, this is like a thing. I'm pretty sure other countries do this, where like they just pass a law and hooray, nobody's poor anymore. Like everyone has the bare minimum to live provided by the government. Everyone has free health care. Everyone has fucking shit and all these. I just. Capitalism isn't ever going to work if the incentives are to make the most money with like Wall Street and shit. You need yeah. like basic laws like that overtime law <laughs> where it's like you just have to pay people if they're doing work for you. It shouldn't be well, so- like up for debate. <laughs> I need a fucking raise. Well, do you remember like we grew up in a small town, Sean, right? And there were small businesses everywhere. Oh, yeah. And they for years and years and years and as the time went on and Walmart. big companies became to take over everything it's like a ghost town around here and it's so sad because you used to be able to own a business and afford it and then the government started taxing the hell out of small business because they make more money off big corporations right. yeah because we're not taxing big corporations the like 50 70 percent that we used to tax them like decades ago to pay for things it doesn't make any sense to me too like everyone oh lower taxes lower taxes like yes if you're if you can't afford to pay tax it makes sense but the rich and the corporations have paid this, this is the lowest taxes they've ever paid in history and it's like calm down like you need and i i really like elizabeth warren's i don't know what talk it was that she gave but her analogy is, yeah, thank you for being a big company. Thank you for taking up so much land with your business. But now you need to pay your fair share to cover the police that protect your company, the fire department that puts out the fire in your warehouse, the paving the roads around your giant factory or whatever it is. Like You have to pay your fair share. And it doesn't make sense to be like, a certain percentage across the board. It like it your doesn't. employees that you pay are all going to pay this tax for all this shit. Like, no, you built that factory, right? <laughs> it's your responsibility. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there's a lot that we <laughs> are facing right now. This is me after paying four hundred dollars in taxes this year. <sighs> you pay taxes this year? Yeah, because I worked for Uber and they take advantage of you and they don't withhold your taxes. And also, I did not have insurance. <laughs> For four months, and fun fact, I got dental and health for like sixty something dollars a month. Thanks, That's Obama. Great. I actually, well, I've been on. Listen to this. So I, I got laid off in July, the end of July. I only worked half the year. The year before that, I got laid off in May. I only worked not even half the year. For some reason, they changed the tax brackets. And I'm getting $4,000 less in a tax return because they said I made more money when I didn't because they changed the tax brackets. And I was like, how am I in a higher tax bracket when I made four and when I only worked half the year? Yeah, that happened to me last year. 
Um, when I worked at fucking Noodles and Company for that one year and I made like no money, um, I got like several hundred dollars back in taxes. And then that one full year I worked for my like good uh, job, um, I sorry. I don't care. I think I've said it before, but I'm just trying not to. <laughs> I I um I only got like a hundred dollars back because yeah. I apparently was like rich. Like I can just pay. Like what the fuck? How are you going to make less than 40 grand a year and still <laughs> the government I thinks I'm like, I don't need a, a tax refund. Well, yeah, this year I, so I was like really excited to do taxes. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I made nothing last year. I made the same amount that I've been making for a few years now. Like it's going to be the same, right? Turns out the subsidy that I got through the affordable care act they're saying that I got more than I should have, like not like because of them, but be- oh, you made more than you said you were gonna make. But I actually made the same, and I put I put that in there, and I like said like this is exactly how much I make. But for some reason, the way that they ask the question, the way that it shows up, I owe money to pay off some of the subsidy, which is like seven hundred dollars. <laughs> so I owe seven hundred dollars. Oh and I'm almost tempted to be like, okay, you're going to dismantle the Affordable Care Act, then I shouldn't have to give you back this money. Yeah. I just don't understand Stupid. how I can be unemployed half a year, be on Medicaid, have my children on Medicaid, and have food stamps, and get less taxes than I did when I was working for a full year. It makes no sense. I know, right? It's like... Let me retract. I, was, I got more of return when I worked less. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's dumb. I hate, there's no, I was like, okay, if our tax laws made sense, there would be some humanity built in. So like, I was on unemployment this past year. I was like, okay, I feel like if I'm on fucking unemployment and I have unemployment income, which is directly from the government, <laughs> you're going to like have something built in so that I don't, I at least don't owe, <laughs> but yeah. Fucking, they taxed me on that unemployment income. <laughs> I'm like, so it made me owe more. And I was like, why is this? Why? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the taxes I paid when I was working went into unemployment. Like, you why double don't... Tax. It doesn't... I'm being double taxed. It doesn't make sense <laughs> that you would tax unemployment yeah. income. No, I actually took out my 401k in 2015. It was like four grand. And I had them take all the taxes out. So I only got two grand back. And then I got taxed on it more. Oh my god, that fucking almost the exact same amount too. Basically, four grand, I made five hundred dollars. Yeah, that same thing happened to me on the taxes I just did. That's part of my four hundred I owed. I had like a thirty-eight hundred dollars something, and they took out the taxes. They told me there'd be a like ten percent fee or whatever too. So I thought they took it out, but they didn't. So on my taxes, um. I paid it then. I was like, oh, okay. I wish they would have told me that. (laughs) If you really think about it, though, you guys, both of you, if you think about it, like, is this why people are voting for people like Trump? Because they're getting fucked (laughs) over like this and they want change? I mean, seriously. They're like, wow, we're really getting fucked over. We need something different. And then they vote for whatever's different, not really considering the kind of person that you're voting for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this was definitely a change election. I mean, it's the same... And I, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's completely related to Barack Obama being our first African-American president, but this was kind of the third wave of the civil rights 
movement in this country. I mean, we had slavery ended civil rights movement, segregation ended first black president over <laughs> like the complete opposite of that. And we yeah. did. So mm. yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is different because I mean, bless Hillary, Hillary Clinton, but her campaign was, I'm going to build off of what he did and just do more of it. Like, like she very, she named up Barack Obama a lot, which is what you have to do when you're yeah. campaigning I mean, with the party of a well-liked president. If you understand politics, like, he did a good job. The Republicans sabotaged everything. Yeah. They're the ones that shut down the government every fucking year so that their budget could be passed and fuck over our tax code and shit. So, and not only that, Obamacare was a Republican idea, and they, like, did all these... Um, they changed it a whole bunch so Republicans would be happy, and that's why there aren't enough incentives for poor people. Right. And it costs so much. It's just like, it's all their faults. They just made it seem like it's the Democrats' faults. And now it's going to get worse now that they're totally in control, and they can just fuck you over more. And um, the next election will get a 50-foot-tall black lesbian president, because if you remember... (laughs) After Bush, everyone hated Bush, we got a black president. Yes. So we'll get an even more liberal president next time. If we if Trump isn't a f- one-term president, I, <laughs> I don't I think know. I he's going to serve one term, you guys, to be honest with you. Right. That Yeah. There's The 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 further time marches on, the more it's like, he probably is going to get impeached, right? Like, something's going to give. If Bill Clinton can get impeached for a blowjob, I'm just saying. Seriously. But, but I also feel like he, even, like, I don't know, like, as much as the Democrats were labeled pussies, or are labeled pussies right now, and like, oh, you need to grow a backbone, the Republicans even more so. Like, they got this fuckhead, and they're just like, well, it'll be fine, like, we'll just see. <laughs> Who's not Brent? I mean, come on, he's going to fire them. And <laughs> if you serve public office, it's not like you can just go and get a job at, like, fucking Chrysler. Like... <laughs> But you can go. You use your job in in a public service job. Like you're screwed. And who goes from a big corporation to working for the government? Like that sounds like such a shitty transition. Like the Exxon Mobil guy and like even Trump. It's like you could. You're you're making a shit ton. I mean, that's why Trump doesn't want to give up any of his business ties. He's making way more money (laughs) doing that shit than being the president. The president makes like less than three hundred thousand. I mean, this is a lot, but like their salary is like less than three hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And they're not making money doing the job. Like they'll make money talking and they'll make money writing books, but the job itself is not profitable. So I don't understand. <laughs> this Michelle Trump is Obama, great... 2020. And Trump honestly might yeah. <laughs> Trump honestly might just quit because he realizes, okay, I've changed enough of the laws to make it easier for me to do business. Like he might just be like, I'm done. Are you kidding me? That narcissistic bastard's gonna give up power? Yeah, Come he on. Won't. But I get your idea. <laughs> like it's I, just. No, I mean, I get your idea. Like <laughs> he's all about himself and his own profit, but he'll never give up power, like yeah. ever. Yeah, he could always do more for That's himself. True. Oh Did man! Watched live at all this week? Oh yes, absolutely. Watched that Saturday Night Live. It was fantastic. Yeah, I watched all that. I cried. <laughs> yeah, it was so beautiful. I, I, Smacking like who slaps their knee when they laugh anymore? I fucking so. <laughs> Mel- Melissa McCarthy, she pulls up the whole podium. And she just... Like you little baby, 
<laughs> Dangerous moose lambs. Oh, so cute. Life's our only solace right now. Like they're taking yeah. the things that we're afraid of and give us anxiety and making them funny. And that is like the best way to handle things in life, at least for me. So I immediately felt relieved of all my stress of all the shit when I watched it. And yeah, it, was it gives, great. it's like the one thing that's cohesively consistently giving me hope. Like, Oh, it's not so bad. Like these people are stupid. Like other people think this, like, yeah. And my favorite, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that Steve Bannon has any, um, like empathy in his heart or love, but I would hate to be portrayed as the grim fucking reaper every week. <laughs> I love that death <laughs> just comes out and it's Steve Bannon. The fucking skeleton. Skelet- <laughs> Sorry. I really like that. It is silly. Like, what's going on? Like, if you really think about it, it's absurd. Yeah. Absurd what's happening with our government right now. And we we need some relief from it. And I, I love that Saturday Night Live, after all these years, is still able to put that perspective on it and give us some sort of, give us some laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... They're doing great now, but they had Trump host it, and <laughs> Michael Che, like, consistently on Weekend Update yeah. is, like, super soft on Trump. Even this week, he had some joke, like, stop being so scared, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jay, Michael Che has no delivery. That's his. That's kind of his charm, though. You know, like, the fact that he can't deliver... And then you just kind of laugh at him because you kind of get what he's trying to say. But then it's like, he can't do it. But I also think, yes, Sean, you're right. I think he can come off as soft, but it reminds me of the week of the inauguration of the election skit with like people, the white people with the white people in the room watching the results come in and Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle are like, Oh, you think, oh, a racist is getting elected president? Like, shocking. Like, I feel like Michael Che's perspective is, I am not on the same page with him, and that's okay. And I don't know where he's coming from, because I just, I'm not familiar with where he's coming from. But I feel like his perspective is also like, no shit. And also, the fact that he's hanging up on Australia, not a big deal. Like, the fact that he's discriminating against millions of people in the world, sure, big deal. So I feel like I get it in a way, but I don't get it. <laughs> that's such a good perspective to have because that's really where he's at. He's like, I'm not shocked. Yeah. Why are you so shocked? Okay. I yeah. feel like he's very like, you weak white people, you keep whining about this shit. <laughs> like, you act like you're, like, why are you surprised? Like, he's oh. like very like, this is not shocking. Like, I feel like his perspective is, of course this is happening. Like, of course. You stupid white rural fucking idiots voted for this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think he has any... He doesn't have much sympathy. And think about his coworkers. Like, it's a majority white yeah. writing staff. It's a majority white male acting actors, comedians. Did you see at the end of Weekend Update how he put his legs up on the desk and he was wearing, like, stonewashed jeans and sneakers? It was <laughs> No, I didn't see. I didn't. I like. Yeah, he did. He was like, I don't give a fuck. That's hilarious. That's good. Like, well, just, oh, anyway. Um. So I think we're good now. I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we survived. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. 
Well, okay. Weekly plug for indivisibleguide.com. Oh, yeah. Do that. Be an activist. We didn't talk about, like, actual news at all. <laughs> a shut- ton of shit happened. No, I think when but, we have a guest, it makes sense to just yeah. kind of talk about what what are other people, what are the other concerns out there? What are the <laughs> yeah. other perspectives? Because, like, we, pe- pe- so sorry. Anybody who's listening to this has, like, pay attention to the news and, you know. That's true. It's yeah. more interesting, I think, for people to hear what Teresa has to say. So, thanks. You know, thanks. I really appreciate you guys putting me on. I feel like there's just a perspective of a single mom, and I, I really appreciate you guys letting me talk today. Um, because I think a lot of people are so sick of the news at this point. Uh-huh. Like, it's so Trump, 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 that it's like, what about my needs? What about me? What am I going through? And I love that we all were able to talk about our own personal struggles with what's going on. So I w- thank you so much for having me. Teresa, thank you for coming on. I think I just want to d- piggyback really quick off of what you just said. I think it's so important. I think people sometimes, me, I guess, I sometimes forget that it's okay to speak out for what you want and what your interests are. And I think that's something that's important that I'm seeing now. People need to do that with their representatives. And yes, government's broken. And yes, there's all this big money involved. But people are speaking out and things are sort of happening <laughs> like there yes there is a a kickstarter or a gofundme where like i think a single mom started it she's trying to raise more than betsy devos paid a republican senator so that they switch their vote <laughs> so that they see that they're getting more money from voters than betsy so that well, he doesn't vote for her do you know what my therapist said she told me I make a list of things that I want to accomplish. And I feel like if everyone had a list of the things that they wanted to accomplish, they would figure out how to fight for it. Yeah. So that would be to all listeners, <laughs> figure out what you need and what you want to accomplish, and then start crossing things off that list and get motivated and start working towards that because you can make a difference. We all can. Inspiring. Very inspiring. I love you, Teresa. Now, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, survivingpresidenttrump.com, surviving Trump one on Twitter, but we don't check it. And um, iTunes, Google Play, and Facebook. Leave us. Uh, yeah. Leave us. We got our first comment. <gasps> I forgot. I don't know his name. From maybe he doesn't want us to say his name. Uh, James? <laughs> Question mark. Wait, I'm gonna find it. Okay. He, it's public knowledge. This is very important. Uh, hold on. Oh, I want to shout out to Alyssa and Sherry, who are probably listening. Um, I think Mindy's listened to a few, so shout out to Mindy. That's true. She was starting from the beginning. Um, who else listens regularly? I think that's about it. I think that is it, yeah. Um, I don't know how to find... I think it's, um... Oh, James. James Glassbrook wrote, hey guys, keep it up. James, we will. Thank you. <laughs> we'll keep it up. Thank you for commenting. <laughs> yep. All right. And uh, all right. Till next week. Bye. All Bye. right. See you guys. Bye.